Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into a new edition of Mondays with Matt. Thanks as always for tuning into our podcast with Matt. Matt, how you doing, buddy? Great, Mark. It's a new year and a new me. <laughs> a new year and a new you. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is our first show back uh, after the holiday season. Now, we're firmly into uh, 2020 for uh, at the time we're taping this. It's uh, around the around the 8th or something like that. 7th or 8th, somewhere in that neighborhood. But either way, good to see you. Good to talk to you. I hope you had a good holiday and a good new year with uh, with the fam and everything. Sure did. Yep, we kind of laid back and uh, took in the new year rather on a uneventfully but um, i did have some family kids getting braces on and things like that oh, so it made man. it interesting surrounding that time frame but yeah. uh no we're 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 doing well hopefully a, all of you are doing well also and we've got some great new topics for you to talk about um, yeah. things that happened uh, kind of the end of the year last year so yeah, we're ju- excited for 2020 yeah, yeah, exactly. There's going to be a lot going on, and uh, that's a great point. Let's jump into them and talk to them because 2020 is going to be hopefully a good year, but it is going to be, I think, a very rocky and interesting year as clearly as it's already started, uh, and obviously it's going to be a big election year, and there's just I think there's going to be a lot of things to make uh, uh, tuning into Mondays with Matt probably pretty important this year because, A, you just get to hear our lovely voices, but also, B, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of information and things, I believe, you know, changing and uh, things happening throughout the year. So, Let's kick it off, like you mentioned, with a big piece that uh, passed through uh, really right at the end of December of 2019. Uh, we've talked a couple times before, Matt, about the SECURE Act and, and the fact that it was in the House before, and we kind of prepped people a little bit about some potential changes that were coming. Well, lo and behold, it looked like it was dead, but then they, at the last minute, they kind of passed it, snuck it through with the last little budget update there in December. So let's talk about the SECURE Act and a couple of the big pieces. There's a lot of components to the act, uh, but there's several pieces that are really going to affect our listening audience, uh, which is usually retirees and pre-retirees. So let's talk about the SECURE Act, and uh, do you happen to know what the it stands for? Because in you know normal government fashion, it's a great big old acronym for stuff. Oh, yeah. It's a long one. Uh, I, I have to rely on my... Uh on the definition of the act, but it's a secure stands for setting every community up for retirement enhancement. I believe. There you go. You got it. So, yeah. Um, and that's really the, the main focus is a lot of changes to the retirement landscape and then retirement accounts. So Yeah. And I tell you what, folks, if you're listening to this and you're working with an advisor, uh, you're definitely going to want to talk to them about how the SECURE Act will affect your retirement plans and your retirement situation because it's going to. And if you're not currently working with someone, uh, as always, if you're checking out this podcast, talk with Matt before you take any action. Uh, sit down and have a chat because it is going to uh, make some big changes to Retirement. So let's get into it a little bit and talk about it. One of the first big changes, Matt, is they are pushing back the required minimum distribution age from that fantastic 70 and a half to 72. That's right, Mark. Um, I just had a conversation with someone yesterday about this. Um, he did not know what he was doing regarding the required minimum distribution at 70 and a half, but I said, well, we, we want to explore this a little bit further. Uh, he hasn't yet turned 70 and a half. He does that in 2020. So if you return, if you turned 70 and a half in 2019, you should still follow the rule for taking your 
minimum distribution in 2019. Right. However, in 2020, January 1st, I believe this act became effective. Uh, if you turn 70 or 70 and a half in 2020, and you don't need or want to take that required minimum distribution, you can now for 2020 and beyond, you can delay that until age 72. So you don't have to begin taking your required minimums until age 72 now. Yeah. That, I think Congress has gotten the idea that not everybody's ready to retire as young as they would like to, <laughs> right. some, of, some of us, but, uh, but they're letting your, your money, those that are retired young, if you don't need the access to those funds, uh, you can let those hang out a couple more years yeah. and continue to grow. So. Yeah. And so and that's a good point, Matt. I'm glad you brought that up. So if you did turn, if you started your RMDs in uh, in 2019 or you're on the delay where you, I think you have a few extra months, like say if your birthday was in November or something, and I think you have like till April or whatever the case is, you have like a three or four month grace period. You are on that older uh, situation. You do have, it's kind of grandfathered, right? So you need to stay on that in future years as well. Uh, that applies. But yes, if you are not taking RMDs and, you know, going into 2020 and you haven't gotten there yet you can now push that back to 72 if you would so like to so that's good um that is correct yeah, yeah. and so that and that but that also still is going to factor in to how you want to plan uh, you know for withdrawing that money because a lot of times you know there's the tax situation that comes with that and so on and so forth so you certainly want to be talking to your advisor about it and how it's going to affect you. And just the same as before, I don't think they've made a change to it. And we'll, as more information comes out about uh, the updates and stuff, we'll, we'll talk about it on the podcast, but I'm pretty sure it's still going to be a 50% penalty whenever you mess up your RMDs. So you don't want to mess them up, right? Definitely don't want to mess them up. Yeah. If you don't take out what you're supposed to, the, yeah, the penalty by the IRS is going to be 50% of what you were supposed to take. So it's pretty staggering. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. That's so, a hefty penalty. Um, uh, Definitely talk to us. And uh, those of you that are clients, you know, we get notification in the year that you're turning 70 and a half and will now be 72. So uh, we'll be reaching out to you as well when we haven't heard from you to, to get something scheduled. So, right, right. Absolutely. Now let's talk about the other big piece. And this one's the one that really has a lot of folks upset. And that is the removal, basically, of the stretch IRA. Uh, there's a lot of caveats. We'll probably dip into some of it. But let's kind of give folks a broad stroke here about what the stretch IRA, uh, IRA was and the fact that they've now altered it. Yeah, that's a good good point. And um, we talk about this a lot with clients when we are setting up beneficiaries on IRAs. One of the big things you have to do is definitely talk to your advisor. When we talk about beneficiaries, um, a lot of people, if you had a named beneficiary that was not your spouse, so it's a non-spouse beneficiary, frequently people will name their children. Sometimes they'll name their grandchildren. And the reason that they do that is the IRS had this, uh, we call it the stretch IRA, but um, you, they could take an inherited IRA when you pass away. Mm -hmm. If the family left the IRA intact, well, let's say it's the John Doe IRA for benefit of, and then it could be John's child, John the second, or it could be the grandchild, John the third. And so John the third, if he inherits that at 10 years old, he only has to take a, a required minimum amount out based on his life expectancy at 10 years old. So what would happen is John Sr., if he passes away and has a named beneficiary as John the third, 
you have to name a living person, by the way. You can't fictitiously name somebody. But um, if John III was a named beneficiary, he could stretch that over his lifetime. And um, now the that would allow the retirement account to continue to grow. And then he has to just take out a small amount every year. So a $300,000 IRA could potentially grow and, and be worth six, 700000 by the time Junior reached retirement age. But the IRS says, no, now we're going to shorten that up. You can still stretch it, but now the maximum time frame is 10 years. So that's, um, that's for a non-spouse beneficiary. Um, spouses have different rules that pertain to them, but we'll talk about that in another podcast. So uh, if you did have a stretch IRA set up and uh, beneficiaries named to do that, just be aware that that is changing and uh, the rule doesn't allow them to take it over their lifetime any longer, but now they have to shorten that up to 10 years. Yeah. And to that point, Matt, I mean, that, that really could be a big game changer for a lot of people because let's say you had a great retirement plan in place, folks are working with you, whatever the case might be, and they planned on leaving a sizable account, a sizable IRA uh, to their family as kind of that, you know, generational wealth. Uh, and over their lifetime, they're able to kind of pay that, take that out, take pay those taxes now. And it's not like you have, at the end of the 10 years, it has to completely be uh, liquidated at that point, right? It, it's, it has to be all gone by the 10 years. So that's increasing yes. the amount of taxes you're going to have to pay over a much, much shorter period. Yes. And this is one of the areas, inherited IRAs and inherited Roths, this gets very confusing uh, for people. And so this is a good time to talk to, sit down and talk to us and have us, you know, walk through the letters of the law with you. Because, you know, if you do mess it up, there's really potentially bad consequences. Now, that being said, I have never experienced anyone get an audit regarding inherited IRA distributions or inherited Roth distributions, but I'm not saying it's not possible. Right. But I think that's one of the things that the IRS probably is on their back burner as far yeah. as auditing. But um, I don't say that to, to give you any ease of mind. You definitely need to get the rules right. And I'm I like to follow those rules very carefully because I don't like to have people get into a situation where they're they're misusing their distribution opportunities there. Right, right. No, I definitely agree with you. And I believe it's the same deal. I think it is a grandfathered situation. So if the person leaving the IRA passed away before the law kicked into effect, so prior to January 1, 2020, uh, I believe it can stay the way that it was. But anything, anyone passing away after January 1 and leaving an IRA to heirs, this it has to follow the new rules. Yep. So definitely give us a call and uh, we'll go over the, the new rules with you uh, if you have any questions. And um, always a good idea to update your beneficiaries while we're on that topic. Yeah. Definitely yeah. Um, when life changes, when there's a birth, there's a death, there's a marriage or there's a divorce. It's a good time to look at your trust, look at your wills, look at your beneficiaries on all your accounts to make sure that the named beneficiary is updated um, to your likings at that time. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, great point. And there's several other things in the SECURE Act, so it's definitely going to be worth having a conversation with a qualified professional like Matt Starkey at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. He is an investment advisor representative, and he's the owner as well, serving uh, the Michigan area, serving Saginaw area. Uh, so reach out to him, have a conversation, because there's a lot of pieces to the SECURE Act. We'll probably dive into more of it later on. 
I'll run past a couple things, but obviously the RMD, as we mentioned, is now moving to 72, uh, which obviously allows you to make longer IRA contributions now past 70 and a half. That makes sense as well. Part-time workers can now join their company's 401k plan. We mentioned the uh, the stretch. Uh, they're doing some things with uh, small business owners can now you know start to do, they can start basically start offer retirement plans, which is great. I think that's a nice piece of it. But there's, yeah. so there's some, like with any bill, right, Matt, there's some things in this that are good and some things that are not so good. That's right. Um, there's a couple of other things I wanted to just mention sure, real quick. It. 529 plans, um, those can now be used to pay down student loan debt up to $10,000. And I um, just was working with somebody last year on this, and uh, that wasn't the case. It had to have been used while the, that student is experiencing those expenses. Mm, okay. um, she had gotten through school, had one of these 529s, and the company said, no, that's not a qualified, if you have student loan debt, that's not a qualified expense. You have to be incurring the expense in that year in order for them to distribute the 529 and follow the rule. Uh, So this exception is pretty significant because if they got through school and they still have money in the 529 plan, you can still distribute that now up to $10,000 and pay off a student loan debt versus having to use it up front for the college expense. So that's a big thing. There's one other thing that comes to mind. If you are having a baby you can withdraw $5,000 per parent penalty-free from your retirement plan upon the birth or adoption of a child. So this new law does permit an individual to take a qualified birth or adoption distribution up to $5,000 from a applicable defined contribution such as a 401k or an IRA. Okay. And, and you can avoid that 10% penalty and then repay them as a rollover contribution to an applicable eligible um, plan. So that's pretty cool. You can access those 401k or IRA funds if you need to. I, I always encourage people not to, but um, birth uh, of a child can can definitely uh, cause you some unexpected expenses. So yeah, there's a lot of different things, as you said, Mark, that take place. And um, I guess one of the downsides is if you're working for an employer that has an auto enrollment in their 401k, just be aware that that has bumped up so they can auto enroll you in the 401k and um, they move the percentage that they can withhold from 10 to 15. Mm, Uh, So if they have an auto enrollment, just be aware you have to go in and talk to your HR, whether you want to participate in the 401k or not, or if you don't want up to 15% of your income being taken out pre-tax, you need to let them know. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) definitely. I I don't think it's a bad thing to invest, but, um, you might need a little bit more of that for monthly living expenses. So just be aware they've moved the, the cap from 10 up to 15. So the employer can automatically increase that year after year up to 15% of your pay. So you need to kind of keep the throttle on that to your where you're comfortable. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, obviously a lot of fu- information folks here with the Secure Act. So definitely reach out to Matt, have a conversation. Uh, if you're already working with Matt and his team, uh, you definitely give him a call if you've got some questions about this. If you are not, if you've are uh, sharing this or have gotten had this shared with you or found this uh, through one of the uh, podcasting platforms like Apple Podcast or Google or Spotify uh, or Stitcher or iHeart or something like that, then uh, definitely reach out, give him a con- uh, give him a call, have a conversation. Excuse me at nine eight nine four. 401-2949. That's 989-401-2949. But definitely talk with a an advisor. Get uh, with someone to explain how this is going to affect your retirement because it's a lot of big changes in, in this. It's actually one of the most significant pieces of uh, legislation r- regarding retirement, uh, I believe, since 2006, I think. 
So it's been uh, it's been a bit. Yes, it so, sure is. Yeah. And there's a lot of changes. So yeah. yeah, definitely be in the know. Don't uh, don't take things for granted. Yep. You definitely want to um, follow these rules and um, and those that apply to you, you can take some significant advantages. Yeah. So uh, let's sit down and talk. Give us a call. As Mark said, 989-401-2949. We'd be happy to uh, have a conversation with you. Yeah, absolutely. Matt is a registered investment advisor. And again, as I said, he is the president and owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Find him online at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That is greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. You can go to the podcast page slash podcast if you'd like on there and subscribe to us that way. Check out past episodes as well as future episodes. Again, you can also just uh, search Mondays with Matt on Apple or Google or whatever platform it is you use for your podcasting needs. And as always, we appreciate your time and we'll look forward to talking to you next Monday or in a couple of Mondays, I should say, here on Mondays with Matt. Matt, my friend, thank you so much for talking with me and I'll see you soon. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, everybody, and Happy New Year. Yeah, absolutely. Happy New Year. We'll catch you soon, and we'll see you next time right here on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.